the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Friday, May 6, 2022, as we head into Hour 2 of our daily three-hour tour. It's time to check in, as we do every Friday, especially during this election year, with my favorite political and communications consultant, George Kaloff. He is the managing partner at the Resolute Group and the president of Data Orbital. Happy Friday, George. Not a very busy week for you, was it? No, not at all. Happy Friday to you. <laughs> Thank you. Talk. And can I wish you publicly congratulations on uh, on your on, on on your nuptials. Congratulations on that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You betcha. You betcha. Uh okay, George. Um I'll tell you what I've been thinking and worried about uh for the past several months and you and I have talked a little bit about this. I was thinking that we're heading into November with everything you know, pointing in the right direction for Republicans or conservatives. And I was worried that one thing that could derail some of that or even perhaps a lot of that would be that which conservatives have been wishing for for a very, very long time. And not just conservatives, but people who believe in the sanctity of life, which would be an overturning of Roe versus Wade right before the election. I thought it would be a huge energizer for the left, a huge moneymaker for the left, and that they would batter um, independence and, uh, and uh, over the head with it and energize their base for the poll- polls on, in November. I'm not so sure. Uh, there's a lot of ways this cuts. Uh, take it away, George. Talk to me. What are, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Yeah, so, so obviously a lot uh, happened this week, period, but especially uh, with the unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court, right, that talks about this critical issue. And I, and I always like to start off by saying uh, this because it, it, I think it, it always bears repeating. The, the life movement doesn't exist for political purposes insofar as the end goal is regardless of the, the political uh, uh, outcomes and ramifications. What I mean by that is the goal of saving life is tantamount, and it just happens that we have to use the political process to do that. Right? That's but right. I think that's fair to say, and I'd add to that, that the pro-life movement wouldn't have existed as it did without a lot of good Democrats supporting it along the way, right, for many years at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, 100%. And, and, and right, and so obviously there will be an effect, and I talked to uh, a couple folks this week, a number of folks this week about this, but I think it cuts both ways. One, yes. The left is going to be a bit more energized. But the question is, what portion of the left, right? Do independents get more energized about this? And and is it the type of independents that are going to get more energized? Like, essentially, do they care more about this issue? Uh, And do they care more about abortion than they care about inflation and everything else that's happening? I I, I think that the answer is no, right? There's no data that shows us that that people are going to have this be their number one issue. And it's very interesting. You remember they tried to do this in Virginia, and this is the closest actual real-world test case, right, because the rest of this is conjecture. In Virginia, Terry McAuliffe tried to make it a, a point of contention that Youngkin was, uh, they were going to roll back, as you know, Virginia, uh, remarkably, after the Republicans lost control of the state Senate, they have, you know, essentially unfettered access to, to abortion in the state of Virginia, and that was the talking point of the campaign trail, and people didn't pick up what Youngkin was putting down, uh, what, what Terry McAuliffe was putting down, 
because the stuff happening in Loudoun County wasn't too important, the inflation was too important. I guess that at that point it wasn't as big of a deal. And just in general, the out of touchness of the left was more important than the than the abortion issue was or the life issue was. So that's the one thing as a real world example. On the other side of this coin is this though, and I'll end on this and get your thoughts. Joe Biden, the day after the leak occurred, uh, has a, had a very pointed text message, uh, had a very pointed um, phrase that he said in his speech. He says, this is a rallying call for all progressives to ensure that we have pro-choice majorities in state legislatures, pro-choice majorities in the state ho- in, the, in the U.S. House and pro-choice majority in the U.S. Senate. So while it may be a rallying cry for the left, what pro-lifer is going to hear that and not realize that after 50 years of work in this movement, now is the time that we have to stand up because if we don't get majorities, all the work that we did to send it back to the states is going to be for naught if all the states and the federal government's dominated by pro-choice elected officials. So I think it energizes portions of the right that already were going to be energized, but it does it that much more. Again, yeah, that's, that's an inter- that's now a couple of days in. Th- yeah, that's that's an interesting take. Go ahead. Did you want to? Uh, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. That's a really interesting point, and it's worth remembering too that though they may call us, though they do call us, uh, we who who would support what we hope is the ultimate opinion that was leaked or some variant thereof, though they call us fascists, it's important to remember what we are doing is taking the vote over this issue away from nine individuals originally nine men or seven men, and giving it to about 7,500 individuals. That is the number of total state legislators throughout the country. Um, You couldn't actually have something more democratic than this decision when it comes to this totally um, divisive issue that, you know, is going to vary uh, in various region, in different regions across the country, right? I mean, this was, in a way, not only an expansion of democracy, as I would call it, but from your perspective, uh, a rallying cry, perhaps to the choice pro-choice movement, but just as much to the pro-life movement. It energizes both the same as what you're saying. If I hear you right, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And frankly, I think it brings to light work that's been done by the life movement that, of course, the mainstream media is not going to highlight. Which is right. I mean, what's the biggest knock always? on those that are pro-life from the left. It's that, well, you only care about the baby until they're born, and that's it. That's why you're not giving them this benefit from the government and that benefit of the government. And there was a, there's been tremendous work done in the last number of years. Arizona, a state like Texas is doing this. There's a number of states that are doing it. Uh, to, to do sort of the phrase of, of love them both or the fact that no woman stands alone. I mean, the life movement cares about the baby. The life woman cares about the, the mother. The life woman uh, life movement cares about the father. I mean, that's the bottom line. There are a number of individuals that are affected by, uh, you know, by abortion. What this does when it removes it from the from the Supreme Court, it brings it back to the states, as you mentioned, right in Arizona. There's already noise that they're going to try to the left's going to try to put a ballot measure in. Uh, the last time they tried to ban abortion outright, it absolutely got clobbered. Um, there's a lot of nuance. And the other thing, too, I'll say with this, is there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of polling that's out there about the life movement and whatnot. Frankly, you can get 50 different responses with 50 different ways that you ask the same question. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot of nuance. The, the word pro-life, the word pro-choice, those are also loaded words. There's a lot of things that have to be teased out. There's a long road ahead for the pro-life movement. There's a long road ahead for those that choose to double down on this uh, what I consider and what I know you consider a horrific act. There's a lot of work left to do. George, you you almost uh, I uh, you know you almost guessed where where my mind was going on this with the polling because what I've been saying. You correct me where I'm wrong or if you think there's a point here, we can amplify it. The polling I've mostly looked at is 
gallop for 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 one reason or another and and they and they ask these questions many many different ways as you put it as you put it 50 different ways but the the one that interested me the most was the most generic of them which is do you pro choice or pro life and on any given year you get roughly 49 47 it changes one or two points here and there but roughly 49% consider themselves Pro-choice, roughly 47% consider themselves pro-life. And what you and I also know is that there are people who consider themselves pro-life, who probably support certain forms of abortion in the first trimester. And there are probably people who consider themselves pro-choice who do not support abortion after the first trimester. So all that said, I almost wonder if the pro-life movement won this argument already and doesn't know it, George. I'm almost wondering if that 49% is really kind of just California and New York. I mean, obviously not in toto, but I'm just, I'm, yeah. you know, with such a close affiliation with the pro-life movement, which has been demonized so much, that it is almost even that it is neck and neck with those who call themselves pro-choice. Is it possible we've won this argument culturally and don't know it because the media has told us we didn't win it? Somewhat, and this is where I was going, right? And it was actually the first thought that came to my mind when you mentioned this is there's a lot of, there's always the question of like, well, do you support overturning, do you support or oppose overturning Roe v. Wade? Right. And there's always statistics that show something like 65% of people No one ever it. wants well, to overturn anything. That's a stupid poll question. Well, well one, well, one, but two, more importantly than that, what, what, does, what is the connotation? I mean, the media and Planned Parenthood and the left have spent billions of dollars convincing us that if we overturn Roe, oblivion occurs. Mm. Coat hanger abortions in alleys and all these disgusting and horrible things. Mm-hmm. No one obviously is going to talk about that, 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 no, it goes back to the states and women are going to be supported and yada, yada, yada. And so the whole connotation around it, and it's a, it's a frankly, it's a, not a false question. It's a, it's a, it's a real question, but it's a loaded question and one that does not actually give a true, like you said, a true representation of what happens. And you're right. There are going to be some states that are going to have, you know, they're going to allow it up until, up until birth, uh, and it's horrible. And there's companies that are going to pay, apparently, their employees to drive to those states to receive it. And there's going to be some states that don't. But look, the country is very divided on this. We need to do a better job and continue to do a better job as a life movement in messaging and take it, as, as someone said, have less attorneys in the room and have more PR and marketing professionals and, most importantly, have more frontline workers in the room, people that are working in these clinics that are talking with women on a daily basis. George, that's beautiful to go out on and come back on. You can stay another segment. I'd love for you to talk about the messaging issue with us when we come back. You can stay, right? Yes. George Kaloff is our guest. He is the managing partner at the Resolute Group and the president of Data Orbital. And we will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. George Kaloff is our guest. He is the managing partner at the Resolute Group, and he is the president of Data Orbital. Uh, George, you were just talking about the importance to the pro-life community of messaging and that you believe it's time to have less lawyers and more people who understand how to message this kind of stuff. Anyone who says we need less lawyers, I, I, I'm i on board with, uh, having been one. <laughs> I would not want to be a <laughs> member of the club that had me once upon a time, George. But anyway, talk to us about the messaging in the pro-life community. What are the things that uh, seem to resonate the most? What are the kinds of things we should be emphasizing? Well, one, I know this is going to be... Oh, and de-emphasizing, uh, too, by the way. Tell us what doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. 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 So, 
uh, one thing that I'm sure is going to get a chuckle out of you, but we need to emphasize the truth because the other side, I don't think, is interested in the truth on this issue. We need to emphasize the truth of the harms that this causes and emphasize uh, the love that can be uh, provided by bringing a child um, uh, to this world. We need to emphasize uh, the abilities and the, and the and the things and the resources that are available. You often hear, "Well, I, I wasn't. This isn't something that I'm that that I want to do, but I felt like I was forced into it because of X, right? Whether it's financial or otherwise, whether it's people that have, um, you know, are pregnant when they're young, or people that have kids and just don't want another kid. And we need to be able to remove those barriers. The things that don't work, frankly, are um, are, are things that are uh, more aggressive. I mean, there's times and places to be aggressive, but uh, you know, there are proponents and people that are like, well, we need to have jail time for the woman. That, that's not a I mean, that's not something that is going to be uh, it's not something that's going to be helpful here. Right. By the um, way, I have to tell to you on that point, you know, talk yeah. about the truth. You, you, you said, you know, we have to be agents of the truth here. And the left has been totally untruthful on that. They, they do talk about that being our position. I have never heard a state legislator in any state, not just Arizona, ever propose that. I have to tell you, I have never heard that proposal that the woman should be in prison. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard it. A hundred percent. And like I said, we, we need to focus on how we come alongside women because, again, the, the argument now becomes different. The whole – and look, I, I'll, I'll also admit this. Um, I don't know that I have everything figured out or the movement has everything figured out because from 1973 to today, it's been focused on reversing a decision in court. And then when the Casey decision came down in the 90s, it was a tremendous blow and setback. Uh, again, not because I was uh, old enough to remember, but because you hear from a significant amount of people that have been around the movement for that long. And so after almost half of a century of one focus, the pivot's not going to be, uh, you know, seamless, but the pivot's too critical uh, to be jumbled, right? And, and the movement has been ready. There has been months and months and months of preparation. There's a lot of groups, both in Arizona and nationally, that have prepared for the moment that could come down, even though there are people that we're like, you know, somewhere in the back of our minds, we weren't sure if this was going to come out, you know, come out in our lifetime. The other thing, too, is, you know, is this the end up, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but is, does this end up being the final uh, the final draft? Do you think that it would be the case? But there's a reason why this thing was leaked. It was, yeah. it was not it was not some sort of accidental leak. Someone left it in the in, in the restaurant. Right. Someone from political picked it up. It was given to this reporter for a reason. And I know that Chief Justice Roberts opened up an investigation. Uh, to figure out who and why. but uh, And I'm glad uh, he used the U.S. Marshal Service and yeah. not the FBI so we can actually yeah. get to the truth of this thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the issue that you just put your finger on on the pro-life movement uh, being ready for this, it's kind of interesting to me about the pro-choice movement. You know, So for 49 years, they have had it, shall we say, in a way, easy. Uh, for 49 years, they have rested on a decision that has been highly questionable by almost every – highly questioned by almost every serious constitutional scholar, left and right. I'm old enough to remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was nominated to the Supreme Court by Bill Clinton, the head of NARAL, Kate Michaelman, was initially not so positive on Ruth Bader Ginsburg and had a lot of follow-up questions to the administration because Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself had talked about and written about how infirm – how infirmly Roe versus Wade was based as a constitutional or legal decision. It rested on some very, very, very weak uh, constitutional arguments, invented constitutional arguments. And now it just seems to me the left, the pro-choice movement on the left, so 
against this going back to the states almost as if they don't have the confidence in their position because the only confidence they had was that people don't actually look at what this is and get a vote on it. I think it's a commentary on them that they are so angry, and it's a commentary on how infirm their position is, not ours. A hundred percent. And you'll also notice that they, there's been a shift in the pro-choice movement that now is not resting upon um, – is this a baby? Is this not a baby? Science has unequivocally proved that these children are children. They're children in the womb. They're children out of the womb. And now they're resting upon, well, women should be able to do this and shout your abortions and almost glorifying. Again, I'm not saying the entire left and the entire. No, but that is a weird change. I noticed it, too. I noticed that there was a certain strutting that there didn't used to be. It used to be about making it safe and rare. And now there seems to be with some, particularly the Hollywood crowd, a strutting about. Yeah. 100%. There's almost the glorification in preparation for, I believe, this argument. And so, again, the thing that combats and cuts that argument down the middle is for us to look them dead in the eyes and say, yes, we care about the baby. Yes, we care about the woman. What we are proposing is better for the baby, is better for the woman, is better for the father that is involved. We need to bring men back into this equation. They are a factor in this. A child cannot just internally combust (laughs) in a womb. Only one child uh, did that, right? And we know that. A right. very famous child. Right. Uh, but beyond that, we need to bring them back into the equation and we need to be able to have this honest discussion and frankly approach the truth, uh, approach their lies with the truth. And when we do that, we know that we win and we know that, again, it's going to be a slog. Uh, we have a saying in Arabic uh, that translated sounds, uh, sounds kind of funky, but we have a saying in Arabic that essentially is nothing is true but the truth. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the truth is going to prevail. It's kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to be very uplifting in the way that we talk about this. And there's a lot of groups that will be that already in Arizona that we'd be putting out messaging. And I would encourage anyone running for elective office, anyone who's interested in this topic, not to be afraid, not to shy away from it, not to be scared that, oh, my God, what do we do? And this is what the polling says. Um, there's a lot below the surface there. And I would just encourage you, anyone who cares about this, to, to look to organizations. And it, a lot of things will be made public very soon in terms of how to best talk about this, especially if you're running for elective office. Do not let them bait you into, uh, into frankly, making it sound like uh, Neanderthals on this topic because we're not. We're the ones that have the upper hand. And we I, need to I, I agree with you. We do have the upper hand on this one. We certainly have the moral high ground, which should translate in the best of all worlds to the political high ground. And this is where you would normally remind us. I'll remind the audience as we, as we uh, conclude here. That's why your organization is called the Resolute Group and why we often say and used to say, be not afraid. I, 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 think, I think the reason the uh, pro-choice movement focuses on these very narrow, um, shall we call, asterisks to the dominant theme of abortion in this country, you know, rape and incest, which constitutes at maximum, what, 2 percent? That's all they focus on because they don't want us talking about the 98 percent. That goes to their infirmity, too. We should not be afraid to talk about this, and we shouldn't be afraid because it very clearly is the case of the matter that they are afraid. George. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Godspeed until next week, sir. As always, thank you, Seth. Bless you. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back.
Heidi Ho, welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. The financial news from the Biden administration just keeps getting worse. Consumer prices surged 8.5% in March, the fastest pace since December of 1981. And wholesale inflation surged almost 11.5%, an even more ominous trend. Markets reacted drastically to measures by the Fed by dropping up to 1,000 points in one day. That's your investment security being flushed, which is why I recommend diversifying with physical gold from the Midas Gold Group. Don't wait while liberal policies damage financial markets even further, stealing your savings. Diversify your investments today with physical gold and precious metals with the only gold company I recommend, Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com or give them a call at 480-360-3000. Trust the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group the way I, Seb Gorka, and thousands of you do already. Brandy Barclay is rejoining us. She was with us in the first hour. She is the co-host of She's So Right, heard every Sunday at 3 p.m. here on 960. She is, among other things, not just a radio host, but she is a counselor. She is a motivational speaker. She is a mom. She's a lot of things. Brandy, you were part of this discussion in our previous hour. We were discussing uh, the trauma issues that no one seems to very much want to talk about when it comes to abortion. Talk to me a little bit about that, the issue of not just um, trauma, but the issue of permanently affecting uh, women when they do engage in something that the left calls is actually women's health. It's Mm. not women's health, is it? No, and I can't stand how they yell from the top of their lungs in front of our capital saying how they care about all women. When I know firsthand, walking through this after-abortion process with women as a life coach is traumatizing. You've gone with women. It and does not end at the clinic. And to be honest, a lot of times it shouldn't start there either. These young women go in there, and really what they're looking for is help. They're looking for choices. They're looking for somebody to come alongside them that can look into their eyes and say, you know what, we have resources for you. And maybe let you know, let, giving this, this young woman or older woman, I don't care what age you are, the opportunity to hear that baby's heartbeat brings it to life. And I have personal friends here in town, Becca and Kevin Tinter, who have created the most beautiful thing where they go to college campuses and they if they offer all these free health services to young women that if they that young woman ends up pregnant you know what they do they have the the equipment there so that that young woman can hear the sonogram of her child that uh, the abortion statistics after that go down like 90% because it becomes real and what's happening is they're trying to act like this isn't a big deal and that it's not horrible and disgusting as long as it's legal and it is horrible and it is disgusting. And young women walk away feeling very, very guilty, feeling shame, tons and tons of shame, and that they will never, ever, ever be able to go and back and make this right. And when they walk into this clinic, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and money, 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 money is what that's on their minds, these $300 pills. And they're making sure these young women, they don't have resources. They say, you better swallow this pill right here and right now because they're being sold on the street. We want to make sure that that's not happening because we need to make our money. And they look in their mouth and they make sure it goes down the hatch before that young woman leaves. A lot of times they feel pressured already. They're already desperate. They're already don't know what to do. 
do you think that that's not coaxing somebody into a decision that maybe they're not ready for to make? It's disgusting. It seems much of the effort of the left is like that, Brandy, across a lot of social issues. It's really not about options in education. It's about force. We were just uh, marveling over a law in New Jersey that's going to force, mandate, <sighs> seventh uh, excuse me, mandate seven-year-olds learn about transgender issues. That's second graders. I remember in the second grade we were watching um, we were watching Dr. Seuss videos in some cases. Exactly. Um, they, they 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 did this with COVID. What was at first supposed to be an optional vaccine or an option, they started mandating it, and soon became much less. Things are not about education and option to the left. They are about force. Can we pick up on that when we come back Absolutely. from the other side of this break? I'm Seth Liebson. She's Brandy Barclay. You can follow her at brandybarclay.com, B-R-A-N-D-I-E, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. Did you eat your fruits and veggies today? If you didn't, Balance of Nature is right there for you. Even if you did, did you get 10 servings? That's what one daily dose of Balance of Nature gives you on the fruit side. Everything from pineapples and mangoes and grapefruit to blueberries and bananas and papayas and a lot more. Take it every day. I um, attribute my health and energy and immunity Boosted immunity to the the good folks at Balance of Nature and their fantastic product. Again, take it once a day and you are good to go. 100% natural, pure, potent plant power. Check them out at balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Brandy Barclay is uh, our in-studio guest and we're talking a lot about the – the social and political uh, downwash from the leak of the the leak of the Alito opinion – in the Dobbs case. And Brandy, one of the things we were talking about just before the break is what you see in the abortion debate coming from the left and in their practice at the uh, Planned Parenthood and other quote unquote health care clinics. It's not so much about education. It's not so much about informed consumers or informing the public. It really has become, much like the transgender issue, one about encouragement and force. We were mentioning this new New Jersey, proposed New Jersey law, which is going to mandate transgender education to seven-year-olds. The left is really very much about mandates and fiats. This is why they don't want us debating the issue. This is why they censor us. And this is truly why they don't want us voting on this issue. It's something I'd love your comment on. Uh, I just think about the money behind all of it mm-hmm. because when it comes down to women's health care, mm-hmm. quote, quote, health care, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> personally, I know a young woman who is flying in the air as a flight attendant who was bullied into having a vaccine. And when I went to the COVID summit and I saw that the second dose was causing blood clots, and I think you're putting this in people that are already at risk for blood clots, and it's all in the name of great health care. Mm-hmm. That is a lie and a sham. Everyone knows that this is a mass mafia marketing money scheme, just like abortion pills. They come from as pharma, but big pharma, right? And so why not take advantage of those that just 
are in a vulnerable place. I mean, they did it with the jobs. You know, you're vulnerable. You don't have to. Okay, we're not telling you you have to, but you're going to lose your job. Right, you'll you lose don't, your job. You don't have to take this pill, but if you don't, I'm going to push you off a cliff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but this is your option. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have. You have to take it right now, or you know, you you already paid three hundred dollars for this pill. It's in your mouth. You better swallow it right now. There's force involved here, mm-hmm. and. The, the sad thing is, is they're not giving these young women or young men. I mean, they're like you said, seven year olds in the classroom in second grade being educated on gender identity and transgender instead of <laughs> waiting until they're a little old, older to have conversations about sex and what it does to not just, you know, not just it's just not just a feeling what it does to the psyche. Right. Sexualizing the, psych- the young brain. Yeah, The a, psychological effects right. of right. this are right. so massive. Right. Psychologically, it's that women that have an abortion. 160% are more likely within 90 days to be hospitalized for psychiatry, you know, psychological mental problems, mental health, because they're distraught. And if you really care about women, you don't just care about, oh, you know, do they really care? <laughs> they don't really care. I was a young single mom at one point with my second daughter. My first daughter, I was married, but I was unhappy and I didn't see much potential within the marriage. Both were not ideal situations. It's going to school all day, working all night, not ideal. You know what God gave us the most beautiful thing that he did? He gave us nine months to get a plan together. We're, we're pretty smart, capable human beings. And there's a lot of people that would do anything to help young women in that position, in that circumstance. But do these places tell them about that? No, they rush to get that $300 pill in their mouth because otherwise they don't. I mean, it's a money, it's a money thing. Is it your... And other people in the pro-life movement exposure of these things that drives the pro-choice movement, particularly on the left, so bat crazy. I mean, there is this video going around of Elizabeth Warren screaming like a (laughs) maniac, flailing her arms. And the weird thing about it is it wasn't a secret tape. It was something she did and she herself put out. She sees nothing weird about this mania. But there is a mania there, isn't there? I it's like their heads are spinning off. It's 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 interesting to me. You can say it's all in the name of women's health. I'm sorry, your head does not start popping off at that. Right. I mean, they act. She acts like right. someone's coming to her right. with a hatchet right. right there on the street. Yeah. They're acting like this. They're going berserko. Yeah. To me, the way I look at it is, it's a spirit to spirit conflict. That the, the demon attached to them that has a stronghold here, it, it, it is like erupting. To, and I believe it is a spirit-to-spirit conflict. You know, there's so many things here. I mean, the greed, the force, the bullying, the, 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 the um, innocent being attacked on not just the baby but the young women, young men. I mean, there's young men that wouldn't want this. There's young men that they don't even have an opinion. You know, actually, Seth, you shouldn't be talking about this. You're just a white man. Yeah. Why are you talking about this at all? Yeah. It is none of your business. How are you having anything to do with this? And I think, don't men have children? Aren't they kind of a part of this process? I'm for pro-choice in this aspect. Pro-choice before pregnancy. Of course, there's instances, zero, zero point whatever percent rape and incest. 
I'm not talking about that. No, but that's all they talk that's about all because they, they don't want to talk about the main thing. As far as men having an opinion on this, the only reason Roe versus Wade came about is because seven men had an opinion on this. You know, <laughs> How dare if they? They, they wouldn't have Roe versus Wade if it weren't for white men, seven men. So, you know, it's just like everything else the left does. They want us to forget history here. Um, I hope Joe Biden doesn't say a word. He doesn't have a right to, does he? Well, that's evidently that's <laughs> evidently right. Uh, evidently, he doesn't have a right to say anything. Stephen Breyer obviously shouldn't have a right to say anything either uh, in, in that equation. But, Brandy, the, the hysteria, that the mania and the hysteria we see from the Elizabeth Warren types, from the Young Turk types, from the people we've been seeing uh, on the left uh, who are in the House of Representatives, the Senate, you're right. Women's health or whatever kind of health care you want to talk about is not something you throw a public tantrum that looks like a public mental health breakdown over. All we're talking about is letting people in the states vote. That's all we're talking about. Why don't you save your energy from your public manic breakdown and go organize in the states? The reason is they know they can't win if we have our say, which is also, again, back to why they censor us. Brandy, we'll have some concluding thoughts when we come right back. The Seth Liebson Show. For those of you looking for a great and unique investment opportunity with an Great return for investors. I want you to check out Why Refi. These folks are my friends. I've spent a lot of time with them understanding exactly what it is that they are offering and what they are offering to investors is, in fact, fantastic. Talking about a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Why Refi helps people who are doing their best to dig out a debt the right way and by doing the right thing in paying off their debts and doing so with dignity, getting their FICO scores fixed along the way as well. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by really great people who are doing really great themselves by helping others. And you can be too. I love what these guys do. I love their business model and I love the testimonials I have seen. What more can I say? How about this? Just check them out yourself at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. That's investyrefi.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. It has been my privilege to have Brandy Barclay in studio. Brandy, uh, Brandy as we head into um, our final uh, few minutes together, uh, what would you like to conclude with? I would just like to say there are resources out there. I mean, this we didn't plan on going down this rabbit hole the whole time. But you know what? There's a reason for all of that. This is a big topic. And we're going to Mother's Day weekend. And I think that we should be focusing again, once again, on the beauty of motherhood, the beauty of fatherhood, and not diminishing either one of those amazing, divine chairs that are given to us as human beings. There's such... There's just so much glory in both of those titles, and it's being ripped off of people, and I can't stand it because I know what they're actually stealing um, as a mother and as a wife. And I want to shout out again, Hands of Hope and She Might. If you're out there and you know anyone struggling or you're struggling, reach out to them. They are there to help you. You do not have to go through this alone. We are not just about you know, the baby until the mother is stranded and homeless. That is not 
the truth. The truth is there are so many resources, and I'm a resource, brandybarclay.com. Please, if you are in the Phoenix area, and I think you all are, come to Power Soul Experience. That's my women's ministry. It's Christian, conservative, like-minded, a little fiery, a little margarita. In fact, it's margarita time, I think, right now, isn't it, Seth? Well, not for me. Maybe for you. i got another (laughs) hour here, kiddo. Friday night. Thank you for joining us, Brandy, and thank you for all you do, you and your partner, Lindsey Graham. She's so right as your show heard every Sunday right here at 3 p.m. Bless you and Godspeed till next time. Bless I'm you. Seth Leapson. Don't go away. We got a lot more coming right up. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.